You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. What's going on? Welcome to Talking Football with Ray. And believe it or not, my name is Ray. And I'm going to be the one talking football with you. Before we got to the show, you need to remember that we are talking about a kid's game that's played by grown men. So sit back, relax, don't take yourself too serious. And let's have a little bit of fun in five, four, three, two, one. Hey, what's going on? Happy Thanksgiving to everybody in the United States of America. To my audience who's not in the, the States, happy Thursday, November 25th. Hey, whether you're celebrating Thanksgiving or not, I think what's important is that it's football Sunday or football Thursday, I should say. Wow. Not good, Ray. Hope y'all are doing well. Got a lot to talk about. Aaron Rodgers, the Patriots. The Browns, these awful Thanksgiving games. I got to start getting flexed. Whole bunch of stuff. <clears throat> Welcome to the podcast. Take a couple seconds here. Hear about our sponsors and my bosses over at Newsbreak. Over 1 billion users have downloaded the free Newsbreak app, getting access to all of their local news and content provided by Newsbreak. However, not only is Newsbreak a sponsor of my channel, they're also my bosses. I have been marked as a top contributor for Newsbreak covering the entire NFL. So what are you waiting for? Download the Newsbreak app from the link that I've left in the description, and it directly supports my channel. If you want transparency, I'll give you transparency. Every time somebody downloads the Newsbreak app from the link, it directly puts money in my pocket. So download the app, get unlimited free access to all of your local news and all of my NFL content for free while also supporting the channel. It's a win-win for everybody. So please take 30 seconds and download the Newsbreak app from the link that I've left in the description. So as a lot of you know, I am now a member of DeanBlundell.com. I've started writing over there and uh, um, the podcast is also being distributed through deanblundell.com it's not just the regular channels and normal it is now for everybody who's always watched me on youtube or downloaded the podcast on spotify and all that kind of stuff all that stays the same i'm right now i'm just talking about dean blundell so i wrote and actually wrote an introduction blog yesterday to kind of tell the people who didn't know who i was who i was and i thought i'd share it because i was going to share my other blog that i wrote today and i might do that as well but i want to start with this one because I know, I get it. There's people now who don't know who I am and uh, who are listening to the podcast because it's a new audience. So I thought I would just uh, give you a little bit of introduction of myself 
So I'm not going to do it every time. But it was my first ever blog up on the website. Just called, hi, I'm Ray. I'm the new guy, and I talk about the NFL a lot. So for anybody who doesn't know who it is, my name is Ray, and I write and talk about football. And I thought I'd tell you about myself and try to build some credibility. If you like to read blogs that use proper grammar, if you take football too serious and don't consume it as entertainment, I'm probably not the guy for you. I've been creating NFL content since 2017, and I started gaining an audience, and I felt it was my responsibility to distract the consumers from the shittiness of real life. My career started where most content creators start, YouTube. My channel still exists, and I still create content there. I signed on with Sportscaster in August of 2019, and I hosted a Sportscaster feature podcast. I was one of three anchors on Sportcaster's flagship show, NFL News. FYI, NFL News is the worst name for a show ever. Outside of live streaming, I was an NFL and soccer writer for Sportscaster's sister website, TechmoHole. Unfortunately, the pesky COVID-19 pandemic hit and major sponsors pulled out, and I was released from Sportscaster in March of 2021. I'm that expensive. My Sportscaster broadcast partner, Connor Carney, and I started a new podcast and YouTube show after our release. We built a solid following. Unfortunately, Connor was offered a high six-figure job and left the podcast in September 2021. I'm still broke, so... I'm trudging on by myself. In between being canned from Sportscaster and joining this fine website, I signed with the ColorCast app where I hosted a daily show and was the Patriots play-by-play super fan. Yes, that title embarrassed me. Uh, ColorCast has a ton of potential, and I can see how great it's going to be. However, it just wasn't matching up with where I was and what they needed, so I had to walk away. Outside of my podcast, YouTube page, and writing for this website, I have a blog that I try to update daily. Uh, And if you are a hardcore, serious football fan who's trying to escape the nonsense and just get the news, I'm a top contributor over on Newsbreak, and that is the one place where I have to be serious, and I post like six to eight videos every day covering the NFL. Uh, Lastly, I was arrogant enough to believe that people would like me so much that they would pay me to watch me do a second webcast Monday through Friday on Patreon, and it turns out they will. If you feel guilty that you're just consuming my free content and you feel the urge to give me your hard-earned money, you can join me on Patreon. Hint, if you sign up after the first of the month, you get the entire month free. If you unsubscribe before the first of the next month, you don't get charged at all. That's over at patreon.com slash Sports. So that's me, and I look forward to entertaining you. So yeah, so again, that's just for the people who don't know me, the people who do know me. That's just old news. Not expecting a big audience today, especially the on the American side, because it's Thanksgiving. You're all busy with family and watching football. And if Connor still was my broadcast partner, he more than likely wouldn't have been here today. However, I'm hoping that I'm building up that Canadian following. And uh, let's get into this podcast here. And we're going to start out by looking at comments over from my Patreon page. If you give me one second, I'll let you know what you get when you join Patreon. When you join the Ray Rail Patreon page, you'll get four exclusive videos fueled by subjects that you give me every week. That's right. When you join and become a member of the Patreon page, you'll get five exclusive videos. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, the live version of the podcast. But that's not all. Every second Friday, I host a Patreon hangout for all of the Patreon members. You have the opportunity to hang out on the screen with me and other Patreon members, chat about football, life, basically just friends chopping it up. We have visitors like Lawrence from Coltslock, Connor, 
hashtag that come over and hang out on the Patreon. I also don't believe in making huge money off of people or having different tiers or excluding people. I have one tier. It's $5. That's it. Everybody pays the same thing and everybody gets all of the content and all of the perks, including the link to our Discord page that's exclusive to the Patreon group where we are actively chatting about football. So don't wait any longer. Sign up for my Patreon page by clicking the link I've left in the description or go to www.patreon.com com. I promise you, you won't be disappointed. Come join our little community of football fans over on Patreon. All right. I got about seven questions that came from the Patreon page, but only came from two people. Again, uh, don't get a lot of activity on, on Thanksgiving Thursday. But Thomas says, do you think Big Ben and Aaron Rodgers will retire after this season? Uh, two completely separate questions. I don't believe that Aaron Rodgers will be retired after this season, but I do believe that the Green Bay Packers will have a new quarterback. I think that Rodgers is going to want to move on. Uh, we know all the shittiness that happened throughout the preseason. I don't know where he's going to go. I don't know who's going to be interested in him, possibly the Broncos or a team like that. But I don't know if Aaron Rodgers will be the quarterback of the Green Bay pa pa Packers next year, but I don't believe that Aaron Rodgers is going to retire. Ben Roethlisberger is a different story. Big Ben looks like a total shell of his former self. He's that quintessential quarter or quarterback or player or athlete who just didn't realize it was time to hang it up and call it a career. He just wants to keep pushing. I mean, he is making like a billion dollars, so why not come make your money? Uh, but I could see Big Ben retiring after this season. Aaron Rodgers, probably not. He's still playing at a high level. He, you know, if maybe he works things out with the Packers. If he can't, then he's probably just going to go and, and play for somebody else and, and make a $100 million somewhere else and still play at high level. So, yeah, two different questions. Big Ben, probably Aaron Rodgers. No, he. I don't think he's going to retire. Uh, Thomas says, what happened to Nick Foles? Is he still on the Bears? Good question. I've uh, Nick Foles is, I don't think he is on the Bears anymore, if I'm not mistaken. He is on the Bears. There you go. Uh, Nick Foles sucks. Nick Foles won the Super Bowl, got overpaid by the Jags, went to Chicago, did nothing in Chicago, and... There you are. <laughs> uh, um, so, yeah, I mean, obviously, you go with Andy Dalton. You know, you've been going with, with Justin Fields. I'm, I'm not exactly sure what's going on with Nick Foles, but, yeah, he's still in Chicago. Thomas has just heard that FIFA tomorrow is debating about the extension of the halftime in big events like the NFL to make halftime shows more spectacular. Your thoughts on this? I would hate that. The one thing that I love about soccer is that I know that that game, no matter what the circumstance, unless it goes into extra time and penalty kicks, it's going to be done in two hours. That's the thing I love about the game. I talk about it all the time. The NFL, Major League Baseball, sports I love, they're too long. I have like I, I have this case of what I believe is ADHD. I can't sit for four hours and watch a game. Like just even sitting, like I mean, red zone is great because that keeps my attention because it's jumping from game to game. I don't like just sitting like today watching watching Detroit and Chicago, which was just it was a bad game, bad teams, bad games, uh, no storylines behind it. About and like I, the only storyline was really is Matt Nagy going to get fired after this game, even though Chicago's been denying it. That was the only interesting thing to talk to, to look at today, and just three and a half hours of it. This this Dallas game that I've been watching, I mean, it's taken forever. It felt like the first quarter took half a game. So that's what I love about soccer. I would hate that, but I mean, listen, they're going to try to attract, you're always trying to attract more audiences. The NFL's had success with it. 
uh, FIFA is really trying to sink their teeth into the North American market and really just take over the whole world. So, you know, they'll probably go for it. I just, I don't like it though. Uh, Thomas says, nice post on Dean Blondell. The first two games uh, don't interest me, but the Bills game should be exciting for Pats Nation. Yep, and he's referring to uh, my article, my blog that came out at 7 o'clock this morning where I basically said who's ready for a bad day of football. Now, this Dallas game has ended up being better than I thought it was going to be. Um, of course, C.D. Lamb didn't play, and I knew that that was a piece. But uh, when you look at the initial matchups, Chicago versus Detroit, the Raiders versus a, a depleted Dallas, and then the Bills versus depleted Saints, like you think, like, man, it just doesn't work. And I'm hoping I, I have time because I do want to talk a little bit about how I think they should start flexing these Thanksgiving games. Ross says, thoughts on the officiating during the Raiders-Cowboys flag football game? Uh, it's not even just that game. I mean, the game before, I think there was 15 penalties in the first game. A lot of holding calls in that Detroit game. Uh Three pass interference calls called on Brown against Dallas, against Dallas um, on Deshaun Jackson in the in the game this afternoon. The game is still going, I guess. The NFL likes throwing penalties. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. The NFL likes to throw flags. They like to sometimes they call things, sometimes they don't. Like I always think of a guy like Matthew Judon who never gets a holding call called against him. He's literally held on like every play. Uh, I saw a tweet today and I can't remember who sent it out. So I apologize, but it was a great tweet and basically said like, so there's virtually holding on every play. And today's the day that the referees decided they're going to call it. Like I've, I've been whining and bitching about this for two years now. I think NFL officials are the worst officials in sports. I think they're fucking awful at their job. I think that if the NFL really gave a shit about the outcomes of the games, they would fucking fix this. Whether it's banging them full-time, I still think the way to fix officiating is to hold them accountable. Make them stand in front of the media. Make them do what, what the players got to do. Show them the video and say, why did you fuck this call up so bad? Or, you know, you can use technology better. We saw it today. Um, Pollard didn't get in for a touchdown. They called it a touchdown. And they didn't have to go and watch it and make this 15-minute fucking delay. It was like, uh, 30 seconds they got a buzz down it wasn't in it expediated review i think that it doesn't have to go to new york either if you wanted to make it fast you could do it like soccer like soccer has an official at every stadium and he's the video review official and just have another official who goes around it's another part of the crew who sits in the booth at the stadium and they call down to the referees on the field this way you don't have new york trying to you know manage all the games at one time it, it's it's just it's brutal it, it's brutal no sport should have the referees as the focal point of should have the referees as the focal point of anything. And yet they do just want to throw out here and uh, looking at Ross who says, happy Thanksgiving to you, bud in the family, Ross. I appreciate you, man. I appreciate you being here and I appreciate everybody who's on here live right now. You guys are the absolute best um because you could be with your families you could be watching football but you're watching me or hopefully you're listening to me and watching football that's probably the best way to do things right uh ross says a lot of people are calling out the lions coaching for today's loss of the bears what's your opinion yeah the last three minutes of that game ross was probably the most unorganized just clusterfuck that i'd ever seen in a long time the, the let's let's go to those timeouts i mean First of all, he should have been calling – Dan Campbell should have been calling timeouts earlier in that game. So you're trying to hold on to a one-point lead. 
all of a sudden Chicago gets in the field goal range. Now I know that they were having field goal problems, but Chicago gets in the field goal range. Okay, fine, fine. So what you have to do at that point is conserve the clock, but he lets it run down to the two minute warning. Doesn't take a timeout. Then he takes a timeout after the break. Then after taking a timeout, the defense doesn't get lined up. He has to take another timeout, which is against the rule. So they lost the timeout. They didn't, the clock was already stopped and they got a five yard penalty. Chicago picks up the first down that essentially ends the game. Yeah, it was awful play calling. It, it was terrible. I mean, the end of that game was 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 terrible. And I mean, that Lions defense kept them in the game. The same way the Chicago defense kept them in the game. It was two really bad offenses. I mean, I threw out a tweet and I, I you know, it was tongue in cheek, but I meant it. Like, I kind of said this Lions defense is for real. Imagine if they could get their hands on a quarterback like Matthew Stafford, how good they could be. But yeah, no, I, I think it was, I think it was totally, 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 um, right on Dan Campbell's head. Ross says three improvements of the Patriots that you're thankful for this 2021 NFL season. Number one quarterback play. Uh, and I'm not even going to use this opportunity to knock Cam Newton. As you guys know, I was, I thought Cam should have started this year. I was wrong, but he doesn't look too bad in Carolina, but just whether it was him or Mac Jones, I'm just thankful for elevated quarterback play. Thankful for Mac Jones that he's going to be our quarterback for a long time coming. That's obviously something that I think every Patriot fan is excited about. I know Mac Jones came out and said he was thankful for being a Patriot. Well, we're thankful for you being a Patriot, Mac. Uh, so that's number one. Matthew Judon is number two. He's just, he's unbelievable. He's, he's the guy that he, he's bringing a presence that we've been hoping and waiting for. He's better than Jamie Collins. He's better than Kyle Van Noy. And Kyle Van Noy is balling out right now, by the way, but he's better than, than those guys. He's, the best player on the team, not just the defense. He's the best player on the team. And I'm just so thankful that they got him. He was my favorite sign into the off season and it, it's coming to fruition during the season. And the third one I'm also going to say is Christian Barmore. Um, finally getting that pressure and presence up the middle. Now, Devin Gotcha's got there a couple of times. Lawrence Guy has gotten there a couple of times, bringing that pressure up the middle. But Christian Barmore is a one-man wrecking crew. Uh, they have to double-team him. And anytime you, if you have to double-team Christian Barmore, that's going to open up other holes in the defense, for especially in that front that front seven, and, and give uh, safeties and linebackers opportunities to blitz. Uh, Christian Barmore is not quite Vince Wilfork, but he's that guy that we've needed to bring that interior pressure. We've needed to replace Will Fork since we lost Will Fork. We've never really had anybody after big Vince to really pressure the middle. And uh, because of that, uh, Christian Barmore. So that's my three quarterback play slash Mac Jones, obviously Matthew Judon. And then, uh, and then uh, I have to go with uh, Christian Barmore after that. So let's let's keep this this Patriots talk coming, shall we? And I I kind of talked about this yesterday, but I didn't get I don't think I described I didn't I didn't describe what I was looking for well enough. And I wanted to share my screen here. I'm going to go over to my Newsbreak page because I did answer it on Newsbreak. I, I did talk about this on Newsbreak. So we're going to go over here and I want to play this video for you that I did yesterday. It's short, two minutes and 28 seconds. And it's talking about how the Patriots have jumped to the second spot in the power rankings. And there's been a little bit of debate, right? Whether or not the Patriots deserve to be in the second 
rank. And I kind of, ex- I liked how I explained myself better on Newsbreak. Again, the podcast, I'm more talking shit. Newsbreak is when I kind of got to be a little bit serious because I, you know, they have a lot of fucking restrictions. So I want to just, I want to just play this video for you guys. The New England Patriots look like, I think at one point this year, they were like the 25th in the power rankings. And then they, they bust off five in a row. They look like they could be one of the best teams in the NFL. I want to show you this tweet, though, that came out from Sunday Night Football saying, welcome to the top five Patriots. Here is their week 12 power rankings. Arizona Cardinals, number one. The Los Angeles Rams at number three. Green Bay Packers at four. Tampa Bay at five. And the New England Patriots right at number two. And the question is, are the Patriots really the second best team in the NFL? Now, when I first saw it, I kind of rolled my eyes as a Patriots fan. I'm almost, you know, I'm always a little bit op- or uh, pessimistic, and I'm kind of always trying to find, an, you know, especially as a broadcaster, trying to find an objective way of, to speak about them. However, when I really thought about it, when and I was looking at Patriots fans' reactions to this today, and they were kind of saying things like, you know, ah, maybe top five, top ten. I don't see them as the second best team. And then I thought, well, you know what? The last five weeks, which team has consistently played better than them? Yeah, you might turn around and say the Colts played a more complete game last week, but I'm talking over the last five games. When you look at them playing the Jets, you look at them playing Carolina, Atlanta, Cleveland. What team, and then what team in the last five weeks has looked more consistent than the New England Patriots? And I can't say it. I don't even think Arizona has, but they were without Kyler Murray. So, okay, with Kyler Murray, they're a different team. So I'm okay with them being number one. Uh, Maybe this is me being a homer. Maybe this is me, you know, getting swept up into the hype of the New England Patriots. However, I'm sitting here today thinking, you know what? This team could be the second best team in the football, and they could be the best team in football. Maybe they need to be looked at as the favorites for the AFC. The next four weeks is going to be very telling for New England. They got Tennessee on Sunday. Then they got the Buffalo Bills on Monday Night Football. Then they got a bye. Then they play the Indianapolis Colts, who's an up-and-coming team too. And then they got Buffalo again. If the Patriots can take three of four, Three of four, split with Buffalo and beat Indianapolis and beat Tennessee. Then I think that will solidify that the Patriots, the pay that could actually slide the Patriots up to number one. If they consistently look good, even in their loss, if they consistently look good over the next four weeks, I believe that teams will have, or people who make these rankings will have no choice but to put the Patriots up there. So I want to know what you guys think. Do you think that the Patriots are a top two team in the NFL? Uh, do you agree with those power rankings? Again, I showed you on the screen they weren't. It's not that I power ranked them number two. That's where they fell into the the power rank according to Sunday Night Football. Uh, and guys, remember you can you can jump on here and see all my different videos. And they don't glitch like that. That glitch is my share. It's the computer. I had to buy a very old computer, but it helps me with streaming this way. But uh, head on over to Newsbreak. Links are in the description how to get over there and uh, see those news break videos. But yeah, I mean, it's, uh, I want to know what you guys think. Do you think the Patriots are, should, do you think it's a proper ranking of them ranked at number two, or do you believe that they should be somewhere else? So let me know. And uh, we, we can keep that going. So again, a, a lot I want to talk about today, man, a lot I want to talk about today. And I mean, man, if you think about some throwback stuff, right. If you include today, and the second half's been better, but the Cowboys have really been bad for three out of four games. Buffalo Bills have been bad two out of three games. We'll have to see what they do tonight against the Saints. Five weeks ago, we were discussing a possible 90s throwback, right? A Super Bowl. The Dallas Cowboys versus the Buffalo Bills. 
And all of a sudden, we're back at this point now where neither team looks good right now. They look better than the bad teams, but they don't look as good as the, you know, they don't look they don't look as good as the the, the good teams. So what would we need to see from Buffalo in tonight's game for us to have belief in them? And a lot of people are talking about they need to get the run game going. I 100% agree. They have to get the run game going. They have to run that football. But I, I think to take them serious, they have to look like the better team. Like, at no point tonight should this depleted New Orleans Saints team have a chance, especially with Alvin Kamara out. All right, if Alvin Kamara is not there, maybe I'm thinking a little bit different. But without Alvin Kamara, absolutely not. The Buffalo Bills at this point, I believe, need to just dominate. As for the Dallas Cowboys, yeah, CeeDee Lamb, he's out with a concussion. Amari Cooper obviously still on the COVID-19 reserve list, which reminds me, Jim Nance said on the uh, broadcast today that the NFL is going to be tightening up the COVID protocols after Thanksgiving because there's been some outbreaks around and I know I talked about it last week that no team has had more people on the COVID-19 reserve list than the Dallas Cowboys. But I'm just, I'm wondering what those tightening up of restrictions are going to mean. Because they really haven't given a shit about COVID all year. I mean, we saw it with the whole Aaron Rodgers thing. So I'm just wondering like what they mean by they're going to tighten up on protocols. That's that's sort of what I'm I'm waiting to see. We'll have to see though. Um. We talked a lot about the Patriots tonight. I, I do have some more Patriots stuff to talk about, but I'm just trying to look at some other things. Uh, Tom Pelissario did say that after sitting out Wednesday's practice that Baker Mayfield was listed as a full participant today. It's a good sign that he's going to start on Sunday against the Ravens. And when you think about it, with the Indianapolis Colts really surging and, and really becoming a legitimate team in the AFC, you know, if we're going to live under the assumption that the Buffalo Bills are as good as we think they are and they're going to bounce back, you think about the Patriots who are a surging team and look like they're one of the best teams in football at this moment. Even teams like the Cincinnati Bengals are hanging around. Uh, the LA Chargers, it's, you can't count them out now. I mean, the Chargers are a playoff team at this point. I think that this game is so – like this game feels like a must win for the Browns, right? Because the Ravens are clinging on to the division. They had no Lamar Jackson last week. They still get the win over. Okay, but they beat Chicago. I know it's a bad Chicago team, but at this point of the season, wins are what matter more. And I don't know, like, I don't like looking at week 12 games and saying these are must wins for your season, but we are getting to that point now. And I think for Cleveland that this is an absolute must win against Baltimore tomorrow. If the Ravens beat the Browns, the Raven, the Browns might as well pack up their lockers because they're done for the season. It, it, it's just, yeah. So Rich Eisen said, it's time to consider flex games for Thanksgivings unless you want to in, uh, indigest the indigestion before dinner. And I think it's an absolutely brilliant idea because I don't know. If I, I don't, I don't know if I can continue to watch this kind of stuff. I mean, I saw a great tweet. I came out from Dan Kelly who said, it's pretty impressive that the bears and the lions managed to take a Thanksgiving day NFL game. And it was decided. And it was decided with a field goal with no time left and they made it uninteresting. 
because it was a bad game against bad teams. And I mean, I was sitting on my couch watching the game and my eyes were still kind of glazed over. And I, to me, it's just like, I think that if you're going to start flexing games and start flexing teams and all this kind of stuff, I think and maybe you got to do it a couple weeks ahead of time because it's a short week. But I think you got to start flexing in the point and start put, or or you got to start looking and, and making those determinations of who you think the competitive teams are going to be. And listen, it's not a, a perfect science. There's going to be teams that you thought were going to be good that won't be. So it's you're going to get some stinkers. But it, it's I don't know if I can watch the Lions anymore unless they figure out how to really turn this team around. Uh, we do have some bad news for the New England Patriots, so if you are a Patriots fan, Trent Brown and Christian Barmore didn't practice today. Uh, that, of course, is going to put their availability for Sunday's game into question. Uh, Ramondre Stevenson was also limited uh, with a knee injury today, and uh, that comes out from Zach Cox. And uh, to me, Trent Brown and Christian Barmore, and I'll even throw Ramondre Stevenson in there, they're like top 10 important players on this Patriots team and what they contribute to the team. So uh, I just think that it's worrisome. We saw what the offensive line looked like without Trent Brown. I just got finished talking about how important Christian Barmore, I mean, I have him as a top, you know, my three, my three things I'm most thankful for, about the Patriots this year is Christian Barmore and the pressures bringing up the middle. And obviously I think, and then Ramondre Stevenson, I don't know who's not ready to hear this, but I think that Stevenson's a better runner than Damian Harris. So, yeah, it's uh, – I don't like that report. I hate mid-season injury reports It's it's or mid-season or mid-week injury reports because it just – now I got to sit and worry for the next few days. So I don't know if you guys heard this story. So Aaron Rodgers uh, showed his big, ugly foot yesterday. But he called out uh, a reporter uh, named Molly Knight, who he claimed worked for the Wall Street Journal and wrote an article that was like misinformation about his toe injury. And then Molly Knight goes on Twitter to clarify, like not only did she not write the article, she doesn't even work for the Wall Street Journal. And then I see this reply from the kid below to her tweet. This AR MVP. So obviously he's a, a an Aaron Rodgers dick sucker, right? He says, because you literally stated something completely false about him as it was a fact, how is that hard to figure out? And I'm sitting there like, dude, like she just said, I didn't write it. And, and Packer fans just like, I don't know. They weren't irritating me today. They were making me smile. Because they were just, you're just seeing shit from them that was just like, what the fuck is wrong with you? I'm going to share another article that I wrote today with you over on DeanBlundell.com. You can catch all, you can see all my stuff over there. Because in a way, I feel sorry for Aaron Rodgers. Because I think that he gets criticized in a way that may, perhaps he shouldn't. But the article I wrote is Aaron Rodgers is a D-bag, and we should be okay with it. I said, if it weren't for Tom Brady being the greatest quarterback of all time, Aaron Rodgers probably would have gone down as the best quarterback of his generation. Rodgers is also a douchebag. 
And I'm okay with that. You know, sometimes we hold professional athletes to standards that are unfair. Yeah, kids watch the games and idolize players, but Aaron Rodgers throws a ball for a living. As a father, I hope that my kids will look up to somebody like Bill Gates because they have a better chance of making a billion dollars creating software than they do making the NFL. And it's been an interesting month for the Green Bay Packers quarterback. He tested positive for COVID-19, which revealed that he misled the media into believing he was vaccinated. Uh, he also broke some protocols, faced the media without a mask, attended a party. But since the NFL cares more about taunting than COVID, uh, he walked away with a small fine. And Rodgers also took medical advice from Joe Rogan. Uh, Rodgers also hurt his toe, and he called it a COVID-related injury. And that led to an unnecessary media frenzy. But Roger brings a lot of this shit on himself. Uh, Rogers played with the Packers the entire offseason, hosted Jeopardy, talked shit on the Pat McAfee show, and oozed arrogance. I don't have an issue with anything Rogers has done. Besides paying him $220 million a year, the Packers have really treated him like shit. Uh, and we can also say that the media treated him like shit as well. So nobody can be upset when, uh, you know, when he gives everybody the big fuck you. But his fan base also has to stop defending him like he's a saint. Nobody expects Rodgers to quit football to focus on his humanitarian work. He's a rich athlete with an attitude. It's also a great fucking quarterback, and it's okay for Rodgers to be one of the greatest of all time and a douchebag. But this whole article, guys, was <laughs> sparked by this comment I saw that came from Danny, who said, I love how people are actually questioning Aaron Rodgers' sanity for showing his feet. Don't make up stories and hound him so much in the first place, and his feet will stay in his shoes. Plus, it was funny as hell. Get a life. Look, while Tom Brady lives his fake life and pretends that he's not the baddest motherfucker on the planet, uh, Aaron Rodgers just doesn't give a fuck. So you have to respect that, and let's not pretend that he's anything but a prick. I don't think people should be upset about Aaron Rodgers. I mean, he's a prick, he's a douchebag, but he owns it. I'm a douchebag. You know what I mean? Like, I'm a fucking bit of a prick. So how the fuck can I get upset with other people who are, who are pricks? Um, But his fan base drives me. Fuck, his fan base are almost as bad as Brady fanboys. I'll tell you that right now. Not as bad, but somewhat bad. And I've always said, like, I hate the Brady-Rogers argument. I see no reason to compare two of the greatest of all times and fucking have them pinned up against each other. Like, you got to trash one or the other. They're both great fucking quarterbacks. Aaron Rodgers has stated on, on thousands of occasions that Brady's the greatest of all time, so I don't even know where the argument comes from anymore. But it's just fucking douchebags. I like to have those arguments. Uh, you know, I'm going to say something. I'm not saying this to brag or to push the website. I kind of am. I want you guys to go see my content. But I fucking love working for, for DeanBlendell.com because even here on YouTube, because of the thing, the subject matter I've spoken about today, they're going to see that it's controversial and I'm not going to be able to monetize it, but they're going to monetize it anyways and they're not going to give me the money and I'm going to get flagged and it happens almost every show. I work for like ColorCast or uh, sorry, for Newsbreak that's like I have rigid guidelines I have to follow on Newsbreak as a, a, a creator there like like a rigid rigid ask Lawrence Owen he'll tell you it's a rigid guidelines we got to follow when I was on sportscaster I mean my 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 podcast I had freedom and creativity but on NFL news or writing for Tecmo Hole I had no creativity like I had I again guidelines I, I I couldn't be myself um 
and I was on NFL news more than I was on my podcast. And I wrote more than I was on my podcast with Connor. So it's like, so when I signed up with Dean Bondell and I, I signed up as a writer and obviously and I signed up for them to distribute the podcast. And I was like, Hey man, like, is, is there subjects off limits on the podcast or they're like, when I write, like, you know, is there language parameters? Like on my blog that I write now, I swear and stuff. I, I'm like, I don't have to drop F bombs. And they basically said, man, write the way you want to write. We don't stifle people fucking just own what you write and move forward. So like, I can swear I can write, I can write in my sort of arrogant fucking nonchalant attitude. It's, um, you guys might remember the Unleashed blog that I was pushing a lot before. I'm still writing on it. I know Connor loved it because I would just fucking go crazy on it. But uh, I just love the fact that I have fucking full creativity, man. Um, absolute fucking creativity. And I just love that they let me do whatever the fuck I want. And I can just like create my content because when I'm done this, I got to go record stuff for Newsbreak and I don't get to be me there. I get I play reporter. I play professional and I get it. A part of doing content is being professional. It's not knocking news break. That's their reputation. But I'm fucking thrilled to be on Blundell uh, where I can just be me. And just, you know, you guys who know me know who I am. And, and you know how I talk and the takes I take. And, and I don't give a shit. And it, they let me have that attitude. And I love it. Um, So, yeah, I'm telling you guys, I'm not saying this just to come see it. It doesn't matter to me what you do with my content. But come check it out. DeanBlundell.com. It's in the description. You can find my stuff there. If you see one of my articles, you can click and see my bio where all my articles are. And I really just get to fucking be me. And uh, I hope, you know, again, I like to entertain. I'm, I'm just, I'm, it's all I'm here for. I'm here to entertain. I'm not here for anything else. So hope you guys will enjoy it. Uh, I've run out of time, man. And I, again, I had so much shit I wanted to talk about. I wanted to talk about Matt Nagy um, not being fired. And i Basically, like I, I agree, uh, the the Bears season is virtually over. I saw no reason to fire Nagy at this point of the season. Uh, it's the same with Joe Judge over with the Giants. Get through the rest of the season with both of them as your head coach. You're both not going to make the playoffs, and when the season's over, fucking clear house and find your quarterback. It's that simple. Oh uh, man, I wanted to talk about fucking Hunter Henry. Maybe I can push the Hunter Henry shit till tomorrow. All right, I got one more dividing topic for anybody who's still watching or anybody who's watching the replay after. Turkey or ham? I want to know. Drop in the live comments right now, too, if you're on YouTube. Drop in the live comments. I want to know, man. Um, drop it in. Turkey or ham? It's been a big debate all day on Twitter. I've been having a blast watching it. I'll tell you right now, I'm a fu- I am hate fucking ham. Like I hate ham with a passion. I'm a turkey guy, but I want to know what you guys are. Are you turkey or ham? Let me know. Brady Goat is ham. Uh, King Cato is turkey. Ross is turkey. All right. I love it. Ross is still here, man. Oh, Ross is off today. See, we don't get Ross as much as we used to because of his work schedule, and I love when Joe pops in, too. Ham is Easter thing, roast beef on Christmas. Uh, Richard says they don't call it ham today. What do they call it today? Honey glazed ham? What do they call it today on Thanksgiving? Um, See, I wanted to do – I did a prime rib for Christmas a few years ago. And everybody liked it, but they're like, it doesn't feel like Christmas. And I was like, man, we could do like beef Wellington. We could do prime rib, but yeah, they because we get turkey at like all the time, right? Salmon on the grill. All right, that's something new altogether. I can deal with salmon. Uh, Brian Lynch says turkey. Uh, <laughs> Ross got called poop by Chung. You did. You did get called poop by Chung <laughs> by Patrick Chung. 
Ross is beefing with Patrick Chung over turkey and ham. All right. Uh, I like it, man. Ham. You got salmon on the grill. You got turkey. Uh, anyways, guys, I hope you all enjoy all my American audience. I wish you guys a very, very happy Thanksgiving. Just so you know, I took today and tomorrow off because I like to sell. I feel like even though I'm a Canadian, I, I feel like sometimes I'm an honorary American because like all my friends are are American now. Uh, so you guys are all absolutely phenomenal. Thank you. Uh, I'm And I'll tell you right now, I'm thankful for my audience, man. And I know that I have blown up on places like I've blown up on places like Newsbreak. I mean, I'm going to surpass my followers on Newsbreak very, very soon. Um, I'm going to surpass my YouTube stuff. I know how niche my YouTube page has become. But I know the audience that's here is you guys are all fucking loyal as shit. And I appreciate every single one of you. Happy Thanksgiving. I hope you have time with your friends and your family. Um, I also know that this is a difficult time of year for people as well. The holidays can be very difficult. And if you, um, you know, if you need support, make sure that you reach out for and find that support and, and know that it's, it's okay to ask for help. Um, I just, I've had to ask, listen, I've had to reach out to Ross and ask for help just when my mental health wasn't at its best. Connor uh, supported me a lot when my mental health wasn't at its best, especially during the fucking, uh, especially during COVID time, man. Uh, my head was, my head was fucking fucked. So reach out for help to it, man. Happy holidays. Happy Thanksgiving. Christmas season is upon us, even though it's been upon us since November 1st in my house for fuck's sakes, but it's upon us. I'm getting in parade this weekend. Gonna go see Santa Claus. I watched Macy's Day today. So uh, get into the spirit, and if you don't celebrate Christmas, you know, happy Kwanzaa, happy Hanukkah, happy to all the other holidays that are being celebrated this time of year, and I appreciate y'all. Don't forget, you're all legit, kid. Over 1 billion users have downloaded the free Newsbreak app, getting access to all of their local news and content provided by Newsbreak. However, not only is Newsbreak a sponsor of my channel, they're also my bosses. I have been marked as a top contributor for Newsbreak, covering the entire NFL. So what are you waiting for? Download the Newsbreak app from the link that I've left in the description, and it directly supports my channel. If you want transparency, I'll give you transparency. Every time somebody downloads the Newsbreak app from the link, it directly puts money in my pocket. So download the app, get unlimited free access to all of your local news and all of my NFL content for free while also supporting the channel. It's a win-win for everybody. So please take 30 seconds and download the Newsbreak app from the link that I've left in the description. When you join the Ray Route Patreon page, you'll get four exclusive videos fueled by subjects that you give me every week. That's right. When you join and become a member of the Patreon page, you'll get five exclusive videos. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, the live version of the podcast. But that's not all. Every second Friday, I host a Patreon hangout for all of the Patreon members. You have the opportunity to hang out on the screen with me and other Patreon members, chat about football, life, basically just friends chopping it up. We have visitors like Lawrence from Coltslock, Connor, 
hashtag that come over and hang out on the Patreon. I also don't believe in making huge money off of people or having different tiers or excluding people. I have one tier. It's $5. That's it. Everybody pays the same thing and everybody gets all of the content and all of the perks, including the link to our Discord page that's exclusive to the Patreon group where we are actively chatting about football. So don't wait any longer. Sign up for my Patreon page by clicking the link I've left in the description or go to www.patreon.com. I promise you, you won't be disappointed. Come join our little community of football fans over on Patreon. Bye-bye. Hi, I'm Logan Anderson, host of the Say the Damn Score podcast. On my show, I deep dive into the sports broadcasting business by, you guessed it, talking to sportscasters. The show has featured big names like Bob Costas, Kenny Albert, and Vern Lundquist, as well as many up-and-coming broadcasters who you may not know yet, but you will know soon. Whether you're looking for professional development as a sportscaster, different career paths, or if you just want to be entertained by hearing some of the best storytellers in the world tell their own stories, this podcast is for you. You can subscribe to the podcast on all major podcast platforms, or you can visit our website, saythedamnscore.com. I'm Matt Kundle, host of the Sound Off Podcast, the show about podcast and broadcast. Since 2016, we've been speaking with amazing people who have populated your ears for decades. Legendary broadcasters, research wizards, talent experts, podcasters, voice talent, almost 400 stories, all for free. Subscribe or follow the Sound Off Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at soundoffpodcast.com.